Hi, this is Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Jim, um, we had these shows in Melbourne, and then every day um, we saw the comedian before us, who was my friend Tom Allen, who I I did not know very well until um, this week. I've actually seen him a lot, and he's really, really very funny, and I've met him... um, in Edinburgh a couple of years ago, but uh, and, and hung out with him in London. But I, I think that this time we just got a lot closer because we saw him every day, and um, you know we kind of checked in with him a little bit every day, got to know him a little better mm-hmm. every day. And I, I mean, what did you think? What, what did you think about him? Well, it was great because we, you know, we 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 got there on the first night, and we were just planning on grabbing people and interviewing them uh, a little bit here and there, and maybe putting some compilation episodes together. And we talked to to Tom Allen that one night and we had a great, great time. And then we thought, oh, we, we'll just check in with him every night. Because we'll, mm-hmm. he comes off stage mm-hmm. around about the time that you would enter because you were, you were in the theater right afterwards. Right. You were the next show. And it, it was just, it was almost like you would do it anyway. You would sit down and just chat with him right. about this and that. But we had, we, it just, our sort of our relationship with him grew yeah. night by night. So this mm-hmm. is really the progression of, of getting to know somebody over the week and yeah. talking them about about their own life, their profession, their career, our, and and just our own little sort of like our own experiences that that related to him because we started to talk about him when we were out. Oh, Tom Allen would like this, and yeah. this would be funny to talk to Tom Allen. And we just so we made a whole sort of episode about getting to know Tom Allen, which I think is great. And he is a really spectacular guy, and he's really funny, but also you know there's a lot of depth there and. Um, you know, there's a there. It, it really felt like therapy, yeah. And that we were making these breakthroughs with Tom Allen, yes. <laughs> because we got to know him. He has he has his sort of like his 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 human qualities. You know, we, we know each other as performers, but mm-hmm. when we strip that away and we get to know the person, mm-hmm. it, that's that's the beauty of it, and and that's what comes out in these these little sort of interviews, these little conversations and chats with Tom Allen backstage. It was really good. And it, you know what it made me think of? Like the like the weird like therapy in the 70s where it would be like a couple. Right. You would go see a couple, like a weird therapist couple. Yeah, right. Like really freaky. And like they would be like talking to you. <laughs> and like it would just be like, you know, they'd be kind of woodsy. You know, they'd probably be, maybe I think of it like it maybe be like, um, you know, uh, Colleen Dewhurst. Like I would be Colleen Dewhurst, mm. and maybe you would be, um, you know, like Michael Caine. Right. And, and, and you know, but we'd be kind of like earthy and seventies, and like you know, probably wear like khakis and like sweatshirts, and just yeah. being like really, you know, just earthy and just really care about, you know, what what he's thinking and feeling. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> That's totally it. And just getting down, and then one day we'd just all drop acid. <laughs> You know, and it would just be all... Tom, this is the breakthrough. This is the breakthrough that you're going to need. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. And then we'll really, we're, we're going to really smash through into the real Tom Allen. <laughs> Don't blink. Don't blink. Don't blink. And then, it, you know, it, would just, it was just that kind of weird 70s, like, therapist couple, which I've not seen, really. But, yeah. you know, that kind of thing where it would just kind of... You would go into the world of this couple and you would, everything, they would be almost parent to you. Yes. That's really what it felt like. And we did, we did feel a bit like his mum and dad. Yeah. Especially because we went to go watch his show mm-hmm. on the final night on it was Sunday. so exciting. And we were like proud parents. So proud and so excited. It was so, it was so exciting. <laughs> and, you know, just the whole week, you know, was just so exciting. And, um, you know, I think that, that, that people will really enjoy getting to know him like we got to know him. And, and on the last night too. Uh, we saw their pre-show ritual. Was there's all these like giant? I don't even know if they were bean bags. They were mm-hmm. just big. 
inflatable sort of things, big red cushiony type things, and they would all jump into them. Right. And you actually jumped into it yeah. because you are you're up for any challenge. But I'm too old to go jumping across the room <laughs> into a beanbag. But Tom Allen did it gracefully. Very gracefully. I did it. He got tens from all the judges. Yeah, he was very he was beautiful. Um, he's just a young lad, very very lovely, and um, you know he sprightly can do that kind of thing. I did it. I regretted it <laughs> later. It was painful, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, that was, it was sweet to see them all just kind of doing something like that, like yeah. jumping up and, you know, and, and having that excitement of, of being young and being in another country and doing comedy, yeah. which is so great. So we had a great time with them. So hopefully you will too. I think they're all going to love him. So this is part one of our week with Tom Allen. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. We're here in Melbourne, Melbourne at the Comedy Festival and we are now talking to a friend of mine from England, Tom Allen. Oh, good evening. How lovely to be here. Oh, so you've been here for three weeks and you're doing... Three weeks, yeah. You're doing your show here at the... Um, what's your... The, the Capitol Theatre. It's a nice theatre. It's an amazing space. It's designed by the same guy who did the buildings in Canberra, I think, in the capital uh-huh. city. Uh-huh. And it's crazy. It looks like it's made of honeycomb. Oh, so it's like a... a so they've, they've, you know, spit up wax and they've made little combs for themselves to sit exactly. in. Exactly. It's, di- it's disgusting, actually, but I love it. <laughs> it's very... Um, and full of bees. Yeah, it's full, full of bees. Full of bees. Don't get stung. of ants. And, and, it's um, horrible, but... They, well, your show's called The Best of Edinburgh Fest. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. And what does that mean? I mean, it's like you just brought... Because you're not from Edinburgh. You're from London, aren't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But um, Jimmy and Stuart and I have uh, both sort of been doing the Edinburgh Festival for such a long time now and we, we've You're been so connected to the festival that you come here and then you, you do the yeah, best of we're best. seen as a representation of people performing in Edinburgh so great. which is nice yeah and Melbourne is such a delight to be in like it is the most trendy laid-back wonderful place it's, it's great beautiful. coffee oh really yeah as I say it's the most laid-back country in the world but strangely serves the strongest coffee in the world so I don't know how laid back they'd be if they stopped serving that coffee. Maybe they wouldn't be so laid back. You know, somebody tried to force me uh, to drink an espresso martini today. Oh, do you like? It, it was good, but it was so confusing. By the way, I love how you talk so openly about drinking in the day. That's very positive. Oh, I, do, I, was, I, was, I drink all day long, don't yeah, you? No? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't have any kind of time restriction in terms of drinking just because yeah. I... I don't have anything to do. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you're just watching daytime television, which yeah. rots your brain. I can't even I can't even pay attention to watch television. I can't do anything. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I'm so out of it all the Better time. Better to use your time constructively and trying new cocktails. So what did you think of the espresso martini? I thought it was too strong. I just left it behind a plant in the lobby of the hotel. It's oh. too much. Oh. You know? Yeah. When somebody just gives you a drink and you're just, I can't do this. I think it's quite rich as well, an espresso martini. It's quite a nice thing as like, I would say as a dessert substitute after a meal. Oh, that's probably a good idea. That's my top tip to you and your listeners. Now, this is... (laughs) It's it's your coffee, your dessert, and it's your alcohol, your cocktail all in one. And also it gives you a buzz to keep going for the rest of the evening. It's a time saver. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I guess. We're so out of it. You know, um, Jim came from America... Oh I, he came from Los Angeles. I came from Vienna. Of course you did. And so I'm really just confused. Did you have some wonderful pastry? No. Oh. <laughs> what did you... You didn't expect that question, I think. No, I did. Now oh. this is a turnabout fair play because 
Tom was interviewing me on his chat show, chat show. Oh yeah. In um, Edinburgh. Indeed. Are you doing your chat show here? Uh, no, I'm not actually, but I am very chatty generally. So yeah. you know, I'm I mean, always talking great. to people. So do you do different shows while you're here? You're this alone. I've done a few one? of other, a few of the other shows going on. Yeah, we mainly concentrate on this show. But I've done. I did a uh, had a great time at Ali McGregor's uh, show in the Spiegel tent that's a really fun one and the festival show is really great to do as well so oh, across the street is yeah the way? hi-fi club yeah that's like the festival the festival club's comedy gig in the evening so it's really oh, fun yeah where does, where does everybody go I mean this is our first day so we don't know anything about anything uh, so what happens well there's lots of there's so many places to go and eat there's so many trendy little bars. It's great. If you go up to somebody in Melbourne and go, hi, can you tell me if there are any small, independent, trendy bars or coffee shops? They lose their fucking mind. They They're like <laughs> paralyzed by too many choices because there's always somewhere up an escalator in a car park behind a bin and then they'll try and send you to like, you know, they'll be like, they'll, they'll feel such a pressure to send you to the hippest place that mm. you'll get, end up in some great places. But the, yeah, go go and explore, I think. And then the Hi-Fi oh. Club is where a lot of the performers Yeah, go. we want to see the comics, just mostly because people we haven't seen for years. That's why I go to festivals mostly, just to see people I never get to see and hang out with. Sure, yeah. Well, you should definitely do that. And the, the festival show finishes at like 11 or 12, and then there's a bit of socializing after that, I think. So oh, okay. That's well, an interesting we'll, place to go. I hope we get to do some socializing over there. You should defs do that. I mean, I don't know. Where do you go from here? Are you going back, go back to England? Are you come to America? I'm going, um, uh, well, I am going back to England, actually. And then uh, I've got some work to do there, as we all have sometimes. What are you, what are you going to do? Um, well, I'm doing some more of my chat shows, and Ooh. I'm doing them uh, in the centre of London now, well, on the South Bank. And... Um, and I've also got a trip to Berlin coming up. Oh, fabulous. Have you been there? Yes. Um, I do um, a bunch of different shows, like, kind of all around, but mostly not stand-up. I do show my films. Oh, great. And, um, you know, because I was always concerned about the language barrier. But then uh, Vienna is really great, um, and Paris has been really great. And, oh, really? And so now I want to go back and go back up to all the different German cities that I took my films to. Oh. Because so, it's, it's interesting when you take your films, because, like, for me, it's they're subtitled, and so it's almost like... I can do stand-up without doing stand-up. It's hard to yeah. explain, but it's good. And do you talk, do you talk around the film? Oh, yeah. I bet. Well, I've always found, I've been very lucky whenever I've been in Europe that people have spoken such great English and, yeah. And, yeah. and people, uh, and uh, so much fun. Like, I had one of the best gigs of my whole life in Munich. Ooh. I love Munich so Munich's much. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's and, really good. And Slovenia I've had great times in as well. Oh, gosh. That's, yeah. that's a good one. Sto yeah. Who booked Slovenia? Um, I can give you his name if you like. Yeah, uh, he's he's a Facebook friend of mine. And, um, you have my number. <laughs> yeah, I will totally forward that to you. Yeah, you should talking, text we're always working, always networking. Well, you should text me anyway so that we can hang out and have lunch or something I would and have love a that. proper real chat. Because, you know, when we have a guest, we usually have like, you know, we sit for, have, have Korean food oh my God. and drinks and it's a whole thing. Oh, I look forward to that we're one. Super, we're, we're so grateful. <laughs> what have you been doing here for three weeks? What, what, what have you done like in, in the daytimes? Have you been out and about? Uh, nothing. Crying. Just loads of crying. Uh, watching daytime television. No, I've had, I've had a really nice time. I've been to uh, s doing a lot of swimming, strangely, okay. either in some of the nice outdoor swimming pools or even in the sea. And it is cold, the sea, and it is great, but everything shrivels up. By the end of uh, the time I got out of the sea, I had a vagina. Oh. It was very, very cold. Yeah, basically. But it's um, dangerous, isn't it? Sharks. Last time I was here, I nearly got eaten by a shark. Oh, no. Because they make a siren noise when there's a shark in the water. But if you live in a city, like most people, 
you just think, well, the, the cops are, are here or somebody needs an ambulance. Right, there's an, you just think this is an emergency on land. You're not thinking, oh, it's a shark. Absolutely. And so I was like, oh, the sea looks beautiful today. I'm going to go mincing in. And I got up to about my thighs. And then a man came running out and was like, what are you doing? Get out of the water. And I was like, why? So there's a shark. And I thought he was joking for some stupid yeah, why reason. You, why would anybody be joking about a shark? Yeah, why? Why? Why would anybody ever joke about that? <laughs> and, um, and he wasn't. And, he was, and there was actually a shark there. And apparently it hung around for ages. They were really worried about it. Do people still get eaten? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, All the time. It, this is you got a good chance of being eaten down here by some kind of sea creature. In, in maybe in here, maybe in here. Did you see that video? I think it was in South Africa. These blokes were in a shark cage, which, first off, it's like something I would never, ever do. And, and the gap was just enough for the shark to get in to get its head in oh and it started to God. bite at them and they were going oh maybe we need to make that smaller now so this is, I think but if you bullshit around with that kind of stuff that's what that's what you deserve that's what you yeah, they didn't they I didn't get eaten they didn't get bitten but they just got the shit scared out of them well I mean <laughs> but that's, that's what you pay yeah, for maybe that's useful in itself but yeah yeah, yeah I, I don't know I find it just all very I, I'm terrified of snakes as well and I saw a snake today somebody was holding in the street oh. Yeah, I did not enjoy that one bit. <laughs> what, why were they holding a snake? They were outside a pet shop, so it's not that good a story. Uh, no, I, I was they're, they're all over the place here. They're just, they're just picking them up all over the place because it's just full, it's full of snakes, spiders. Oh, yeah. Everything's jellyfish, full of jellyfish. everything jellyfish. Jimmy Everything's full of poison. If you, I was worried about jellyfish. He said, "If you get stung by a jellyfish, I will definitely piss on you." And I thought that was such great camaraderie That's amongst comedians. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I kind of like him. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> But I mean, what is it with, I hate when people have like a snake, you know, it takes a kind of certain kind of person that has a snake. You oh, know what I mean? yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> one time I was in New Orleans and then somebody had brought their boa constrictor out and they laid it out on the street. Oh my God. And I was in a window of a hotel and I could see it and it was like eight feet long. <laughs> and it was just some some girl, she was had dreadlocks, but she was, you know, it's always, it's always a white girl with dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, and I could smell the patchouli from up on the eighth floor and I was looking at her and I'm like why do you fucking stretch your snake out like over almost a whole city block oh my god but it was that's the worst when a snake is straight not coiled yeah 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 I would not be able I would not be good with that at all fucking straight yeah how does that a boa constrictor what does it do with that um, how does it like constrict when it's straight I don't know it was just it was just straight and then it was just moving on the pavement like straight were people screaming no she was just standing there like I don't know what she was doing maybe putting her hair in like a woolly hat or I guess (laughs) that's what white girls do to get dreadlocks but (laughs) you know it was really bothersome because it was like I mean and I was in a building so I was in no danger of being constricted but my eyes could see it yeah, I would. It's just a weird. It's disconcerting seeing snakes, especially those big, those big ones like that. Yeah. And you know where they have yeah. the real problem with that is in Florida, because people got them as pets. Oh. And yeah. then they went, holy shit, these things are too big, them and and pythons and everything from from South America, and they're just letting them go. Uh, and they're and they're like running rampant and breeding like crazy in South Florida. There's like oh big pythons God. and boa constrictors, oh and 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 like getting people's dogs and cats and small children. Oh good lord! Well, it's it's really scary, but I'm scared of snakes too. So I force oh. myself to go to a herpetology convention, which is a huge 
convention of snake handlers and reptile enthusiasts. Margaret, you're insane. That's and, incredible. But it was so scary because there was yes. thousands of snakes, and this one girl had um, baby snakes, like 10 or 12 of them, in her hair. And they were coming out of her hair like Medusa. Like Medusa. <laughs> Did she turn you to stone? Well, I, I made me, it inspired me because I actually have a tattoo of Medusa. But it was so terrifying because they were all curled around her oh. ears like eyeglass frames. Oh and they were going God. up onto her eyes. She sounds like something out of that film, Pan's Labyrinth or something. Yeah. Or like was, something out of Indiana Jones. Yeah, it was really Indiana Jones. But I, I just, I mean, I still, you know, even though I went to that, that herpetology thing, I, I still <laughs> find seeing a snake out on the street pretty, <laughs> pretty unnerving. Awful. Yeah. But um, I hope that we don't see any more. I don't think you will. I, it's the first time I've seen them. I've always been like, oh, I'm in Melbourne. You know... <laughs> Everybody's so hip. They wouldn't have snakes here. It's just not the sort of place. <laughs> and then when I walk past one, like, by the food market, like, in the least, like, the most hipster bijou place, mm. I was just like, oh, God! But, you know, it's good. Yeah. Bit of a adrenaline buzz. It's, yeah. Yeah, and I I'm guess a, a little bit of fear can help you, as, as is swimming in the ocean. With sharks. With a shark. Or being a stand-up comedian. Yeah, but that's somehow not as scary. Maybe yeah. it's a different kind of fear. It's not exactly fear. It's more just, um... I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Is it scary? Do you think it's scary? Stand up. No, but it's that fear for somebody else. Us being on stage is the swimming with sharks for other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, However, you you know what I'm saying. I probably didn't say it right because I'm jet lagged, but... Us being on stage is fine, yeah. but it would be the same as... Maybe our show's starting. Anyway. My show's you might starting. Have to do a show. We, Sorry. What is this? I find you so easy to talk to. Because I, I love you. Thank you. Please, um, let's hang out. Okay, well, uh, that's a deal. Well, where can they tweet you? Oh, uh, Tom Allen Comedy. At, at Tom, Tom Allen. Allen Comedy. Yeah. And um, your website? Tomindeed.com. <laughs> oh, all right. And then how about um, Facebook? I'm on there, okay. under Tom Allen. All right. A-double-L-E-N. Yeah, so people can find you. Tom Allen's very, very funny. He's here at the Best of Fest here, and I'm going to go on stage, and I will see you later. Deal. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Is it on? Yeah. Is this thing on? So this is our regular feature. This is our regular feature now, because we we decided that we're going to see you probably every day. We should talk to you a little bit every day. Fine. How was your show tonight, Tom Allen? Oh, wonderful. Really nice. Midweek. Hump day, as you say, in the United States. Does it actually make a difference, though? Because everybody seems to be on a vacation here. to Constantly. It's Australia. Yeah. (laughs) No, sorry. What were you going to say? No, but it's a vacation of, like, because there's so many shows. You know, like Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many things happening that maybe people take the time to just go see things. Yeah, I found that Melbourne is a very supportive Place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think people seem to be enthusiastic about seeing the various shows that are going on. Mm. And hopefully it's exciting for them. I yeah. mean, I would like it if on my doorstep there was loads of different comics from around the world. I mean, I say wait. that, but maybe I wouldn't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We were thinking about you a bunch today, a couple of times, especially because we walked by a shark fin restaurant. Oh, my goodness. And we thought we'd better take Tom Allen there. I would, yeah, I'd probably still get eaten by one. I, I, mean, I mean, that would be uh, the irony of ironies when you go to a restaurant and then you get eaten. <laughs> or there's just that warning noise of get out of here. That, that, like ambulance kind of noise and you're like, do I and leave? And I'll still be I'm like, like, oh, it's the police. <laughs> We're in a restaurant. It's no problem. It's not, not a shark problem. And finally some lifeguard, mate, get out. out. What do you mean? Yeah. There's a shark coming. fin. <laughs> coming through the lino. Yeah. But it's very, I mean, <laughs> through the lino. What's a lino? Oh, just the flooring, like linoleum. Lin- linoleum, would you call that? What linoleum. Yeah, the linoleum. Linoleum. The lino. 
the lino. Like in the kitchen floor. I only know lino from that squeeze song, Goodbye Girl. Um, uh, sunlight on the lino. Yeah. Her name I didn't get. You know that song, but it was like British terms like Hoover. Uh, I never yeah. knew what that was. It must have sounded so strange, because yeah. J. Edgar Hoover would be, presumably he. In drag. Yeah, right, that's what it would sound like. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. J. Edgar Hoover. Mrs. J. Edgar Hoover. So we thought of you at the Shark Fin restaurant. And oh, then, bless you for and that. And then I thought of you at Bulgari. Oh, that, my God. I, I was in Bulgari, and I bought this thing for myself, and I thought, Oh, what do you get? This is really wow. scary. Good this for is going to scare Tom Allen. What is it? Well, oh. Bulgari's putting out a whole new snake range. No way. And so these are they're snake sunglasses that have this articulated... Oh, that is beautiful. That, that is a beautiful pair of sunglasses. I, mean, I would really, wear those. I would wear those. Yeah, even with my snake fear. I mean, because it's like, these are the, like what we were talking about last night with the snakes um, in the woman's hair, like eyeglass yeah, frames. Yeah. Oh my God, they're Medusa sunglasses. Yeah. Definitely. They're beautiful. So. Unfortunately, your podcast listeners can't, can't see them, but they are beautiful shades of light blue, green, white, and black. Yeah. And um, really they're gorgeous. Fierce. They're fierce. 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 Are we they're still fierce. saying that? Yeah. Or, um, lo- 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 I'm loving it sick. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. You know what I like? Sickening. Sickening, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. People, um, a lot of, like, uh, do you get drag race here? Oh, of course we do. Or, and you get it in England, don't you? Yeah, of course. So, um, uh, Raja, the one of the previous winner um, winners of drag race, um, I saw her in, over the summer, and she says, girl, you're sickening. <laughs> and I thought, that's really a good one, because you're sickening. You're sickening. Sickening. No, so you've good. always been sickening. I love that. Well, and it was meant as a compliment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Loving it sick? You yeah, I'm loving it, it sick. Really? That's I'm loving it sick. I've also heard people say things like, oh, I'm going to Instagram the shit out of that. Which oh, is a yeah. very hipster, like, Melbourne-y thing to say, I guess. Um, do they Instagram here? Oh, my God. They seldom do anything else. I'm surprised they they're, even, they're even feeding themselves. <laughs> well, they just take the picture of the food, food and they and don't eat it. They're out of there. They're out of there. To go they put a miserable. filter. They put a filter oh on it. Oh my god, a late seventies filter. They put a Nashville filter. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's, I, it's one towards the end, so you, it's one of the last ones you would use on Instagram. Is that the one you use? I use it very, very last. It's, it's oh. the one. It has the Kodak um, numbers on uh, the side, so it looks like yeah. a, you know you took it like and you had it. You developed it yourself in a dark room. And oh, then you had the numbers. Adorable. Yeah. So that's that. The origin of that filter. Gosh, everything is so. <laughs> Strange, like the things that just seemed so incidental before, now seem so special, know, so really celebrated. Special. Like I, soon I, microwaves will be a big deal. Sorry, I, I was going to say I actually posted a picture on Facebook last week of me in Melbourne in 2001, and it's got this big red splotchy bit of sun on there. Oh, yeah. And I bet people are going to think, "Oh, what filter did you use? Yeah, yeah, you smart bastard!" That. And they're like, "No, this is real deal," because we perfected it so well that you don't get that shit anymore. Yeah. And now people are like, "No, but we want that. We want it to look old." We it's like when it's like when they when they got the the guitar to sound so good and clean, mm-hmm. and somebody went, "No, I want to put a distortion box on there." Right. We're all because we're never happy perfection. with the perfection. We want to yeah. get that rough edge in there. Is that because it makes us feel better? Is that the same thing with comedy? Do you think like that's why comedians are often, you know, they, we celebrate our imperfections because people go, oh, yeah, I want to know that I'm not the only one who's a bit, but it's also a bit shit at times. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> what, sick. You're sick sickening. You're, you're sickening. But <laughs> it's sickening. What it's great about, like, I think is when I, I, I think when comics magnify their imperfections because that's the art of it. Because that's what 
we do yeah. with each other as friends to laugh about things we just make fun of the fact that we do things and we just enlarge the things that are ridiculous sure. yeah absolutely and the more I think I think the more, more honestly one does that I think the more the audience likes it that's what I find anyway mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a beautiful thing to get to that I mean, when to get to the real truth of something. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's what we try to do in our podcast. That's why we want to talk to you every day oh so that we God. have a little bit of a different Tom Allen every oh day. Oh, my God, you're getting my Wednesday Tom Allen today. Well, what? The thing about you, this is what Wednesday Tom Allen. Wednesday Tom Allen. The thing about you, Tom Allen, it's because you're so sharp and funny and professional. Oh. Um, but, and I think it's because you work so much and you do so many different things. Oh. But we thought... Oh, God, he's so polished. I want to get Tom and What was great about yesterday when we talked was you were so sharp and polished until you started talking about your fear of sharks. <gasps> and then everything changed. It <laughs> became like you, were, you, were, you had an unguarded moment, which I think is a very rare mm. Tom Allen thing. And, you know, I love that about you. So oh, I want to okay. see how many unguarded Tom Allen moments. Oh, my we God, I'll try and think of some more. We had a peek at the real man. Yeah, it's a terrifying insight. <laughs> it's like looking at Medusa's hair. <laughs> don't, um, don't get rid of your mirror. Yeah. But it's beautiful because it's like rare for comics, especially, to have a moment where you don't have to pay for your existence with a laugh. Right. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, I, I mean, and I always love the people who talk honestly and just are like, uh, just kind of have something important to say. Like those are my favorite comedians always. Like right. who've got something important to say or something they really believe or feel. Uh, and it and it's yeah the ones who don't have like the big budum chur like laughter line that I that but I who, often like. Um, who was the last comic that you saw that really touched you like that? Like who was the last person that you were in the audience and you went, oh, like I um, and I kind of can't even think about myself like. I don't know what, what that when that last truth was. I love I love comics like that too, but I, I'm like I can't remember the last well, time. A really interesting experience I had here in Melbourne actually was uh, watching you know Dixie Lonsdale, uh, Ooh, no, the no, no. drag performer who does the Tupperware parties. Oh, okay, yeah. And the way that uh, she is is that she just talks at length at great speed, doesn't pause for for laughter really but lets the you know obviously the audience is laughing but just kind of talks rambling in, in this kind of really exciting way and as an audience I think you go oh my god oh my god you're talking like a human being and this is really exciting and you get all these details and you get all these moments in their mind and a friend of mine said like a good comedian is somebody when you just feel like you've just danced in their head for a while and you're mm. like oh that's a really nice way of putting it that you kind of open mm. up to their like their mad thoughts because you know often we talk like we're always in formulas and it's nice when it breaks out of the formula it's like oh well I don't know where the laugh will come but I think it's funny in itself yeah I mean it's I get that with singers like the last time uh-huh. I was really emotionally touched in a show we went to see Billy Bragg mm. a couple of weeks ago and he sang Tank Park Salute which is a song about his father's death and right. his voice cracked in the song and um, you could tell that he really missed his father in the uh, song yeah. and I was i brought tissues especially to cry to that song as you know <laughs> really you know we were, we were weeping we were weeping I was weeping yeah. we were weeping like we watched Bicentennial Man in 1999 mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? We, what? Went, we went and saw a movie uh, this is totally off, off, off track now 
we went to go see the Andy Kaufman movie with Jim Carrey in 99. Oh. And somebody walked out of Bicentennial Man, the robot Robin Williams yeah. movie, and was weeping copiously. <laughs> and we were like, what happens in that movie that you walk out <laughs> crying that much? I don't, I don't see it as... Anyway, I thought, I thought maybe... I had to throw in something very obscure that only you, only I know about, actually. I, I, I remember that. The other... Well, didn't we go see Mariah Carey? Did we go see... Is it not Sparkle, but Glitter? No. Oh, no. was it great? Did that make you um, cry? No, but uh, there was a man in the... It was only me and another man in the audience who was in a wheelchair at in the first day of Glitter opening. Oh. And, and, uh, and we were sitting there, you know, pretty far apart because he was only sitting at the end of the aisle in the wheelchair section. And at the end of the movie, I got up to leave and then he just sat in his chair... And well, as the credits rolled, he was going, "You go, Mariah. I don't care. I don't care, Mariah. You go, Mariah. We are here for you, Mariah. We don't care, Mariah." Oh like my God, as that's if to yeah, like to reply to the the movie, the terribleness of the movie, but that he was oh my he was God. unaffected by the fact that it was bad because he was going to stay through the credits because he loved it anyway. Yeah. So, is there something that moves Tom Allen? That po- to that point of like where you would just stay stationary and while the credits roll and just scream that you don't care. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of a recent example. Say, obviously, uh, Les Mis. Obviously, the movie Glitter. The movie Glitter did that for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Or Les, Les Mis. Did you Mis- that effect with Les a Mis? bit, a bit. No, there are bits of that that I do, but I don't know if that's a bit of a kitschy thing. I but. Oh, it's a good, it's a good tear fest. Like there are moments in it just that are very poignant about, just like at one point there's that he's like on the run from the law and he steals from a priest and the police drag him back. <laughs> so it's so like sensationalized, emotional. But um, the the police drag him back to the priest and go, he stole from you, didn't he? And uh, and the priest goes, no, I gave him these. And you you fool, you forgot the best bits, you forgot the best silver, and gives him even more in a sort of like a forgiveness thing and I'm not religious but I just love that idea of compassion I suppose yeah. and I find that so moving but it's such a cliche it's such true, a cliche true, to get emotional a true example of is. Christian goodness that not so many people follow yeah I've been talking about that on stage a lot about like well I've talked about gay marriage on stage mm-hmm. and how a lot of people are like church groups oppose it and you know because of course we all remember the story when Jesus said love thy neighbour as you love thyself but I don't like the gays oh it's disgusting because I think you know like there's a lot of misinterpretation about like a lot of that teaching and mora- like morality like mis- like you know don't protest gay marriage go and protest a, a war if you really care about morality yeah misplaced morality I'd say a lot of the time Mis- well it's misplaced lame misplaced lame. oh lame god misplaced. oh um, so- Melrose Place <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the best part of uh, this year's Oscars telecast was when they had the big production number of all these musical numbers and then the lame Mis oh, people came yeah. out and they were all singing and then Russell Crowe comes out and he had that look in his face like he just realized at that moment that everybody else was singing through the whole movie. <laughs> like he just went, oh, he, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was because I was just, I was just doing Russell Crowe <laughs> talk singing, <laughs> but these people were really singing. Were I just, just clock that now. Poor Russell Crowe. You should see the film. I know. Movie. I have, I have, I get, I got the screener on my uh-huh. table, and I just, I don't know why I resist it. Maybe it's not. You know, it's like. It was very much of an era. And I think it's a bit like a lot of things I find like 
if I'm not involved in, if I don't feel like connected to the whole cultural movement with it, I'm a bit like, well, it's not for me. I'm not part of that that clique. I'm not part of that thing. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, also, I'm friendly with Anne Hathaway, and I, I admire her so much, and I don't know why I haven't watched it, because it's a great triumph for her. But the best thing about Anne Hathaway was that she was... Um, I was doing a fundraiser for... Um, there's a gay high school in New York, um, Harvey oh, Milk High School. you talked to me about this before. Yeah, that's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful organization. It's a wonderful organization. Yeah. And so she said um, to the audience, a very rich homosexual man, <laughs> that, um, you know, we cook this up backstage, but she said... All right, let's. What do you think will raise enough money? What do you think I could do with somebody that would raise money? And I said, well, okay, why don't you <laughs> say that you will go out with him and you will get fucked up? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah, I go, okay. So I offered like this thing where, okay, if you raise money, if you give money to this school, you can get fucked up <laughs> with Anne Hathaway. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in that moment, we raised $50,000. Oh, my God. Who wanted to get fucked up with Anne Hathaway. That's amazing. Oh, have they done it yet? Um, I believe it's happened. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't it was, present. Uh, was a, a year ago. It was James Franco. And they, <laughs> they hosted the Academy Awards. <laughs> but they raised a lot of money. They raised a lot of money. If only people cool. knew that backstory. They would have been a lot Beautiful. more forgiving. Can, can I ask? So that school is in New York. It's in New York. Yeah, you're too old for school. It's like no, I am. No, but you know what annoys me hmm. is that Harvey Milk School is in New York and San not in San Francisco. Should be in San Francisco, where they should. They're trying to get the airport changed to Harvey Milk Airport. Yeah, and that uh-huh. should just go straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. In San Francisco Airport, because he was he was he was in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, when of he was he was assassinated. In San yeah. Francisco. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but in the same way that Seattle Airport should be Jimi Hendrix Airport. Right. Which is totally off topic. Oh, yeah. but, no, but you're right. That's I thought you were right. going to say Fraser Crane Airport. Oh, well, and that might be good. We can yeah. give him a wing. Or Starbucks Airport. Starbucks Airport, which yeah, just about is. Nice. Just just about yeah, is. I was going to say, isn't that every airport, airport in the whole world? Yeah. But I like Starbucks too, though, even though they're corporate and Cheney. Um, Dick Cheney. They're Dick Cheney. Well, they're not that Cheney. They're <laughs> <laughs> different Cheney. Um, I love the Starbucks guy, Howard Schultz, Schultz mm-hmm. the uh, CEO, because mm-hmm. in Washington State, Starbucks really funded the... Um, Initiative to get marriage equality passed, oh. and all these shareholders were going. Well, maybe our sales are down because of that. And he went. He did a big public speech, and he said, "If you're not happy with your returns, hmm. take your money and fuck off." Oh. No, he didn't say go fuck off, but he said you can go to another company yeah. and get better returns wow. if you can find them. But he basically said, "Fuck you." <gasps> and I think that was great. So I now go to Starbucks. I mean, I, I, I no, did anyway good. sometimes. I did not know that about because Starbucks are in trouble at home because they didn't pay enough tax. They well, sort of got every one of them are always going to do that, right? But is that, yeah. is that a big deal in, in over in the UK? Yeah, yeah. But, well, maybe if they're good with the gays, we can give them a discount. Pretty great. Pretty tax great. breaks right. for uh, gay campaigners. I oh think my it's god! Good. I think it's really good. You wouldn't pay anything. No, <laughs> we're getting down. I love this getting down with Tom Allen's. Like we're gonna get to the very core. Oh my god! I love it though. You I love it fun? too. Yeah, really. Just fun. a little bit every day. I'm gonna day. be crying on Sunday. <laughs> just when a it's little my last bit every night. day. You know, we're just, just you know, not too much. Yeah, sure. Not too much, but just a little. I think we need we need to do this with you because I really love it. I love it too. Actually, it's a nice way for me to end my show, and I hope it's a nice way for you to begin it's your perfect. warm up for yours. Thank you so much, Tom Allen. I'm gonna Thank go on you. stage and. Five go minutes. I'm gonna go and get some food now. Okay. So um, you guys have fun tonight, and thank you again for, thank for letting you. me. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. I'll bring my Starbucks. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, so uh, we walk down the street, and um, 
I mistook. I, I thought that they that you had gone and bought the green suit. Oh, I wish I had. And then, because I didn't see it in the window, and then um, Jim said <laughs> that he was going to. What? What? Were you up to? Well, I said the suit was still there, but I think I'm going to Photoshop your your head onto the suit. <laughs> so That's it, fine. it would look like either, either that you're wearing it or you are now a mannequin. <laughs> That would be funny because I, I, I do material about mannequins at the moment. I do a, a thing about them. I'm kind of fascinated by mannequins, so feel That's free perfect. to do that. That's perfect. Yeah, Great. everything ties up. Yeah. That's the I beauty of connects. our world. It all connects. Well, thought, everything makes sense. It does make sense, and I, I thought that's great. That's such a great thing because then you don't have to buy it. Absolutely. And it's like you get all the glory of I mean, wearing I, it. I remember that day when I wore that suit. Yeah, which and it's I never fierce. Did. And it's fierce. <laughs> really fierce. And then I thought, oh, what we should do since we're we're going to feature you every day now. On yes. our, our podcast, what of we're going to do um, is we're going to sell um, Tom Allen paper dolls as merch. Oh, I'd love so that. So we'll have you the green suit, <laughs> and then we'll have um, the, the Jim Beam cola can. <laughs> Which is my drink of choice in this establishment, yeah. it seems. And then we'll have a snake. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> Merchandise I will never go near. <laughs> but I think it's such a good <laughs> such a great idea to have Tom Allen paper. set it on the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> paper dolls. Take it with a snake closer. Or go <laughs> Isn't that cute? Adorable, adorable. So it's as, as long as the snake doesn't go near his Jim Beam tin of, <laughs> of the drink, it's okay. Oh my God, there's a whole world away. of things. Let's definitely do this. But I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, cut out and keep things, like yeah. um, outfits. I'd love that. You should have a briefcase. I used to when I was at school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a good accessory for you. Yeah, well, I like, I like a nice portmanteau sort of bag. Mm-hmm. When I was at school, I used to have... My parents bought it for me, and they got my, my initials engraved on it <gasps> to make it easier oh, to identify the body, presumably. And um, <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> they also had him monogrammed as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was a ridiculous they thing to do. They were very efficient. <laughs> very old-fashioned like that. No, go ahead and put, nice his, put, put his initials on the lad, would you? <laughs> doing the briefcase, put them on the lad as well. <laughs> you never know what might happen at boarding school. I wish I was. As, I'm not as posh as that, though. But I, I seem it, don't I? I, I, I you seem... You do yeah, but I'm not posh like that. Well, no, this no. Is, see, this is what I mean. What this is what I'll reveal. More, no. He's not so much posh, but regal. I said you you're very regal. regal. That's, That's correct. That is ex- exactly what I'm going for. It's 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 to the manner born. It's oh, not... It's not... Thank you. It's like um, you raise up the house you're in as opposed <laughs> to... What you know, what your circumstances. It's not. It's not. It's like a, it's, sure. not, it's not a caste or a class thing. It's a. It's a spirit. Oh, thank so you. It's. It's really That's a very nice thing to say. Well, of course, it's well, true. You know, I do my best. I try and raise what I can. But where um, are but you I, from? I, I'm. I'm from South London, so mm-hmm. where people talk a bit like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And because um, you, yeah, we spend time together in of London. Course. And uh, so yeah, so like the south southeast suburbs of London, really. So yeah, Bromley is the name of the place where it's where David Bowie comes from. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but he wasn't there when I was there because he's a bit older than me. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's all like uh, 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 a lot yeah. of the time. What, what is David? Because we were t- we were talking about this recently. David Bowie's accent is sort of yeah, we he's got a weird same, accent. We were hasn't having he? the same conversation. Yeah. It's not posh necessarily, no. but it's sort of. Um, do, do you know what I always say? It is is that everybody wants to rebel, and so if you've got parents who talk like not that they talk like what what right. but um, a bit like that then obviously you want to rebel and then you talk differently so you start talking like this all the time unless yes. you're David Bowie then you rebel rebel <laughs> rebel yeah I think he did it twice didn't he yeah 
And then he became a bit American and a bit, yeah, she Swedish. He's just such a... Actually, he was born in the house that I live opposite now. In Bri- oh. I live in Brixton now. You've been to Brixton? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Where they have the riots and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he lived. Op- he was born opposite me before he moved to Bromley. Oh, really? Fierce. Yeah, I'm followed by him everywhere I go. He is, um, no, he's a, he's a uh, wonderful man. I know him. Yeah, he's oh a big fan God. of my comedy. Mm-hmm. And... He's a really he's a really lovely guy, and I, I was writing I wrote a lot about him um, in his last tour ten years ago on my blog, and um, he was using my entries as press releases. Oh so my god! He's really he's really fantastic. So oh, I'm that ex- is so inspiring. I'm I'm inspired by him. I'm excited to um, see him. You know, he's gonna. He, I hope he tours with this yeah. new album. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's so exciting. He's phenomenal. Just a very. Well, there's not enough people in the world who are just out there creative, like. Mm-hmm. Wildcats. Yeah. Who are, it's so inspiring to see. Right. You are one of them, obviously. Oh, thank you. But um, well, send him send him love from Bromley. From Bromley. Yeah. People but are still dragging themselves out of it. I but I love that he you know he it's always about the look and about fashion and how he's carried yeah. himself and yeah. So maybe in the same way as you are, he is like to the manor born from the manor born. You know that kind of thing. Like he raises up the house he's in, no I matter guess. what. You know, and that's, it, it's an elegance that is internal that can, nobody can ever take from you. And I think that's what's developed when you're, when you look around and you just see things and you always have a really good aesthetic eye, but it's a complete eye. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it's, it comes, goes, comes from the inside out. Oh, yeah. So. Well, well thank you. I, I enjoy a comparison to David Bowie any day of the week. <laughs> so. Right, and that's why paper dolls are so appropriate because oh, it's just like, it's like, because you're going to, you just bring the, the Tom Allen fierceness all the time and then you can yeah. put on whatever yeah you know either green suit or maybe a tuxedo oh I Wouldn't love a tuxedo do you have a tuxedo I have several actually what? one of them is um, I only realized this recently I bought it in a vintage shop and I looked inside the pocket and it's from 1937 wow, wow. it's like wow you know imagine the person wearing this suit like what were they going like before the second world war just a different world like wearing that suit and I love that feeling of almost being a ghost Right. In an outfit. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Something about clothing. I think it really does. Like Tom Ford says uh, something about you should dress to match the environment you're in or you should dress to, you know, you're part of the environment so you should add to it. And I kind of think there is a sort of energy with what you're wearing and you obviously bring yourself to that too. No, you're right. I mean, actually, you're the, the last accessory. Oh, you know? nice thing. Yeah. It's like you, you are the ultimate accessory and... Um, you know, it's it's funny because it's like I do see you're very 1930s. That's what it is. I love the 1930s. I'm a big so, Noel Coward fan as yeah. well. Oh yeah, that, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, thanks. You're kind of thanks, a Nick guys. and Nora like William Powell. You need a female counterpart. Yes, how true. You need a good like a, a whip smart brunette. Oh yeah. Um, maybe like a, yourself. Like myself, but maybe quite but a lot younger. Stop and, it! I and, won't hear of it. Well, maybe with a naturally curly hair, bobbed mm. hair. You know, one of those girls Ooh, yeah, who might wear a flapper dress, or she, you know, yeah. she might be very American Apparel one day. Oh my God, yeah. And American Apparel is a very sort of like sheer sort of, out, you know, kind of look like that, isn't it? Very sort of, I don't, yeah, American Apparel is a really interesting style choice. Yeah. I, see, I see you as the, um, the new Lord Peter Whimsy. <laughs> solving, you know, solving crimes in the, in the 30s. Oh, that's oh I would love like, oh, We should bring yeah. that back. Oh, because they've had a few, they've had a few, you know, Peter Whimsy, those stories, mm-hmm. Dorothy L. Sayers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would, you'd be, you're, you're my new Peter Whimsy. Oh, you're welcome. That would be <laughs> you've, you've now been, you've now, you're now, you're now Bowie-esque. 
Oh, and you're Peter Whimsy. I love this. Peter Whimsy, and then um, also now I'm like kind of search for a good hag. I'm sure you've got a million wonderful female friends who could. Oh, I've got that. one or two. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So you know, but I was thinking that just you'll see her and you'll know maybe a very, like a very young Liza Minnelli in Cabaret. Oh yeah. Like you go. Oh well, yeah, that's true. And there are more of them around. Yeah. There are all the more interesting people if you look for them. There are fabulous people everywhere. Yeah, I think a little androgynous. Mm-hmm, sure. You know, maybe I mean, who's seeing gender anymore? I mean, yeah. really, the binary. What is this? 1982? <laughs> I mean, yeah, somebody who is um, neat and sharp and fast and fast, beautiful, yeah. like you. Okay, well, and who could be a, on. a paper doll? My paper doll. Companion, you're going to look and find... I mean, just put it out. Let's put it out there in the universe. Yeah, my friend Lily says this from New York. She always says, put it out there in the universe. The universe always comes back. Mm -hmm. And sorry, Karen. No, no, no. So this is a good thing. So we'll put it out there and we'll we'll just think... We'll track it this week and see what happens. Okay. We'll track it. I mean, with, with the whole plan, you know, with the Tom Allen, you know, Tom Allen... Because today we're just... I think we're just focused on apparel. This has been the apparel episode, I feel. This has been very much about the clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how the your lapel gets darker on the top. The first one yeah, is... A, I like that The feature, grain right? is different. You know, the thing is how they did it was um, it's the same fabric, but they reversed the grain. So that's why it's an optical illusion. It's a little bit darker in reality. However, it's the same fabric. So what they've done is that the grain, the nap... reversed it. Well, the nap, it's like a grid. So the nap is going this way. So it's an... Op- I'm a seamstress. I was going to say, you know about been, this. Yeah, I know about fashion. I know about jewelry. I know about all. Um, I could, if I had the time, I could mm-hmm. sew, sew up this outfit for you in green. <gasps> like the one we saw in the window. <laughs> and you wouldn't have to have a paper doll <laughs> or go buy it. Or go buy it. I could just have it. Because well. I could just fit it too perfectly. But men's clothes are yeah. much more difficult to make than I was going to say, that feels like, that sounds like it is the case, yeah. Men's I mean, clothes are so structured. Yeah. I really like that as well, that sort of feeling of, I always wear blazers and jackets and suits because... It sort of feels like a bit of an armor it thing is. as well, you know, that it's kind of like it makes me feel a bit sort of more protected, weirdly, even it though is. it's only made of cloth. No, it's not. It's a, it, it is cloth, you're right, mm. but there is, um, you know, padding in it, there is structure, there is in this, there's all these like these foam things that are created to, to elongate and like, like yeah. structure the body yeah. to make you more of an intimidating figure and that you yeah. have to be dealt with. Yeah. You know, yeah. and these are things that I think men need because I think being a man is really hard. Sure. You know, being a man in comedy is really hard because not only do you have to be funny and smart, you have to be really masculine on that top is of very, it. I think masculinity as a thing in comedy is really interesting. Like, there's so much machismo at times mm-hmm. of like kind of people being like dominating and people, you know, like you've got to kill or you die. And, yeah. you know, like all these sort of drastic terms and, and very, it's, it feels like it's very masculinized at times. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, I feel very strongly that it's like comedy should be a place for everybody. Right. Um, but I like playing with that sort of uh, those identities a bit. You, know? you have a lot of masculine strength, and I think it comes from your spirit. But also, it's accentuated by your dress. So it's like yeah. this thing that yeah. we, you know, I think we need. Like for me, as like a woman, like I just feel like I don't give a shit. You know, like I'll just do whatever. Mm. And um, and I think I'm, mm. I feel really at ease. But I have a masculine side that I and I see. I recognize the difficulty and like that the dominance thing in men in comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's fucking rough. Yeah, we're it's changing the world here. But it's but it's fucking rough. Yeah, for sure. You know, because I'm a woman, I'm totally discounted. Like what I say and what I view Do you feel and that? what I totally. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, right. It really right. doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm so 
it, it's just I can be a totally outside objective watcher and just see and then comment on it. Yeah, and, and the right listen. people will. will well, hear the you. right people will listen. I mean, but I listen, you know, and I mm-hmm. care. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I know I'm right. <laughs> yeah, about for sure. it. Yeah. But, you know, it's like it's so fun to take it and like, go, oh, this is all the different pieces of it. But I love your approach yeah. because you're very masculine oh, in your manner and your way. Yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. I guess I like to play with it with brooches and scarves and things. And I, I get that. I try and copy people like Rufus Wainwright a bit with that. I'm a bit inspired by him. Oh, he's I, my love. Yeah, I love him so I much. I stole his Nutella every day on tour. I, w- I went on tour, tour with, with him. him? Yeah. Oh. And I stole his Nutella every day. Oh. I've done like tons of shows with him where like... You know, it's like a really ritzy crowd and his grand piano and, yeah. you know, he and I will like be paired together on a bill and, you know, raising money for some fancy charity. <laughs> and then, you know, and the people are just like so above it. And I'm like, you know what? You fucking listen. Stop talking. Stop cruising oh, for one yeah, second. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you fucking stop cruising right now. Listen up for a second. Rufus, Rufus is about to come out here and you got to fucking shut the fuck up. What does he do? If they here don't? he comes. No, he, he doesn't care. You know, he's right. just like, he's such a great performer and he's such a dandy like he was wearing like uh, he was Oscar Wilde in like bars where like people were like I'm gonna go get a pint you know (laughs) like he is so fucking tough and that's that's like a a very strong thing isn't it and people would go like well why are you wearing why are you wearing a brooch or why are you wearing all those fancy clothes that's not very like traditionally seen as a very strong thing Mm -hmm. but of course it is like to be an outsider to be different to be true to yourself and to you, dress it up. To dress it up, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not like you just let it sit there. It's like you accentuate it yes. and and uh, flourish with it. That's then, the thing. Then that's, yeah, but it's it's a huge strength thing, I think, to yeah. be to be that thing. But he's incredible. Yeah, he's a big hero of mine. He's a hero of mine and a friend and um, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And in, in, in a lot of different ways, but mm. um, his style it is reminiscent of yours, where it is. Um, a dandy but not a fop <laughs> she's a dandy but she's not a fop <laughs> then there, there's a point yeah. where you got it because it's yeah. haberdashery oh yeah it's like it's cut clean it's slate grey mm. it's hard <laughs> and that's what we are here basically what she's saying is where do you keep your Nutella <laughs> because bitch I know. it's gonna be gone I know. girl I'm gonna steal it oh yeah I've got some Jim Beam in the fridge that's all I've got that's oh, as yeah. close as he gets to Nutella yeah. well you know we're gonna have a little can that's gonna have like little tabs on it like a paper doll mm. isn't that a, people are gonna be like what is a, wrong with who is this person that drinks Jim Beam out of a can it's adorable adorable I mean, it's I what's available largely it's what, it's, right. that's what's available some fancy nights like when we have like the New Year's Eve edition of your doll or when we have like the 1930s edition yeah yeah every doll with a car yeah <laughs> definitely with an open top like oh a my God. convertible hang on with my dinner jacket. He's gonna be he's he's gonna be uh, Lady Mary's new man <gasps> on Downton Abbey. That's, right. that's where yeah. we're going oh with God, this. I would love to do that. That's oh. where we're going I with this. I obsessively tweet during every you, episode of that I watch. You can you can um She's you can raise that baby, right? Yes. Yeah, of course you I can. You can help raise that baby. It's set in the twenties when gay people got married all the time. It'll be fine. Yeah, Everyone will perfect. believe it. You're perfect for her. Oh my I god. I think I think it would be perfect because Margaret and I have discussed this because we we both were obsessed with with last season. But um Lord Grantham. Mm-hmm. Not getting back in the bedroom. No way. No, I'm still angry. I'm never forgiving. We're never. I know that the that that uh, the, the Dowager Countess bullshitted the doctor into telling mm-hmm. a, a fib mm-hmm. that uh, that he was wrong and Tim Piggott Smith wasn't the cause of the death of of the beautiful, um, beautiful. Lady Sybil. 
our favourite daughter. Favorite, yeah, favorite. and call Lord yeah, Grantham got back. Good one. But mm. Lord yes. Grantham's never getting back in our bedroom. Never. <gasps> he's still wow. going back to the dressing room. Wow. Oh, wait, he's gonna be. He's sleeping in there forever. That'll be his tomb. Oh my. Yeah. I for, mean, for sure. Are you? Are you, I mean, are you, are you, are you as strong on this as we are? Well, I didn't realise there were other people out there who had such strong opinions about the oh, thing yeah. as a whole. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm totally with you, yeah. And I love the way that it's like the kitsch is campiest, like, twists. Mm-hmm. Like, the end of the last series was like, what? We've never even seen him in a car before. I know, And right? suddenly he's, like, pootling along. And it's like, and then, oh, a truck's coming along this road that no one's ever been on before. <laughs> I just didn't care about Matthew Crawley. Like, I, I'm, I, you know, I didn't, I think yeah. he was good, but, you know, I never really cared as much about him as I cared about Lady Sybil and Tom. Oh, Tom. Oh, don't even get Tom. I'm so oh, upset about Tom, Tom in Ireland. Oh, I I'm know. upset about Tom. I'm, I don't know what Tom's going to do with that baby. <gasps> well, you know, I, I think I said in one of our earlier episodes how much I hated him. Mm-hmm. But Why? Why did you hate him? Well, I just didn't like him. Spirit. I think because he took the one that I loved. Um, no, I just didn't like him, but then I grew to really like him over this season yeah. the three mm-hmm. yeah. now but the third one uh, it aired earlier in the UK so yeah, we it, got it, it had been Christmas out there Day, yeah. um, when it aired here in the States I didn't see we're not a, in the States I, now you know that I'm, no but in the States oh, where, where we live <laughs> it aired over there and um, people got online and gave away all the big deaths <gasps> as they happened why would you which look at really that? annoyed the arse out of me because yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen it yet of course so then the next day uh, next week the DVD came out mm-hmm. so I bought it and watched it and I private messaged the three people that gave away <gasps> Lady Sybil's death yeah and I, and I told them everything that fucking happened oh, oh so good good for I, you I said oh by the way because uh, Payback is a dowager countess oh. yeah Ooh. What do you mean a payback? What? She's she's not dead yet. No, I mean my my payback. Yeah. Is, oh, I'm sorry. Is a dowager countess. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Ooh. Or a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I use such saucy language in such a, in front of a regal man. I know. It's but sassy. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a colonial, so you know. Yeah. Well, what, what? You're a colonial. What does that mean? Are you from Are you from Australia originally? Yes. Where, yeah. Are you from Melbourne? Brisbane. Oh, Brizzy. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's not called Brizzos. <laughs> it's not called Brizzos, but it will be now. <laughs> Our new campaign to have Brisbane called oh, Brizzos. Okay. It's Margaret okay. Showtime. Yeah, um, it's Margaret Showtime. Um, we took a little longer today because we were just, I and mean, then we just had such a good time with Tom Out. Oh, I have such a nice time with As you. We always do. I you got this bond, this connection with this man. Well, well. Bond with a oh. tuxedo. Do you have like a 70s, like Pierre Cardin? Like no, a, I don't actually, and that is very becoming to my to my. I think that would be beautiful shape, actually. Well, it would, you know, like it would be pretty minimal, like a seventies, like a, you know, like you would be a man in a Helmut Newton um, layout, oh, like you know, like when it, like one of the rare men in a in a Helmut Newton layout, like you know, with um, you, you know, just a very severe with Charlotte Rampling. Oh, like I a really fucking severe, <laughs> and she's got like t- cut to the waist, like mm, cleavage, cleavage and you're just yeah. severe with a narrow lapel oh, and a yeah. wide mm. shirt, and like just Pierre Cardin or like um, Ralph Lauren, early, yeah, yeah, early. like Gatsby era, Ruff yeah, Gatsby, Lauren. like uh, Rob Redford and Great Gatsby, yeah, yeah, oh, I love you know, like a Jay Gatsby, like mm, you're super mm. in love with like an anorexic Mia Farrow, like you just oh, want to yeah. love Daisy, <laughs> yeah, even though Daisy. she's barely alive, <laughs> she just loves ghostly her. in it, ghostly, you know? yeah, it's like so, but I, I would say let's search for like a 70, maybe a white tie, even mm. not tails, don't. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. trying to make it a cartoon. I'm not. It's not a fucking joke. Yeah. No. I want people to take me seriously. I don't want them to think I'm like a waiter or something. No. No. It's not a fucking joke. Not tail. You know. I'm fucking serious about. It. I'm. But I'm, you know what I yeah. mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Let's set this up. Okay. Let's set up a scene. Let's all be in it. Let's have it photographed. Perfect. Okay. We got it's it. A deal. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. That. I'll see you tomorrow. Have all a right, wonderful thank show. You. Thank you, Tom.